Hello, and welcome back to the Seeing God podcast. This episode is a little bit different than our normal episodes since it's just going to be me talking. So if you're not looking forward to that, maybe skip this one and <laughs> listen to our last episode. The last time I did promise an update on how my mom is doing, and that is what this episode is. I will give you guys an overview of what has been going on with my mom and her health, and I'll also talk about how I'm seeing God as we all kind of go through this together as a family. This is a podcast that tells stories about what God is doing right now in the world. We focus on what is happening with, in, or through Christians. The Bible says in Psalm 107 verses 1 and 2, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others He has redeemed you from your enemies. I'm your host, Emma Moore. Let's get started. So yeah, I guess I should explain first why I'm even doing this update. This podcast is called Seeing God, and we try to honestly tell stories about what God is doing. As you probably know, my mom, Jan Gebert, and I work on this podcast together, and I know that a number of you listeners know both of my parents personally. In my mom's life right now, God is allowing lots of physical difficulty. That's one of the things that God is doing. And so in my life right now, God is allowing me to watch as my mom experiences some tough stuff. Since we're trying to just honestly tell stories and this is happening to us right now, I figure it's probably appropriate content and God might just want it to be shared. So anyway, I'm sharing it. I know that so many of you have your own experiences with illness and that you may be experiencing God in some similar ways or in some totally different ways. Thank you for listening today and hearing our experience. And feel free to contact us with your own stories. We would really love to hear them. There will be information at the end of the episode on how to contact us. The last update that I did about my mom was back in May following her first surgery. Her whole, this whole saga with her illness began back in 2010. And the story of that initial episode of illness um, is actually in episode eight, Not One Shred of Gratitude, where I interview her about that period. This current illness that she's dealing with is kind of a result of that initial episode. She has now had this year, I guess, five surgeries with probably more like a dozen trips to the OR. Her first surgery was to remove portions of her lung to address a chronic infection. Surgeries number two and three were to seal up some air leaks, which were complications of the first surgery. Then it became clear that her wound was infected with the same very resistant mycobacteria that, were inf that was infecting her lungs. So they did surgery number four to try to remove the infected areas. The infection came back pretty quickly and hence... They did a much more aggressive surgery with surgery number five. 
That surgery happened on September 17th in Philadelphia. The previous four surgeries took place out in Denver, which is where her um, infectious disease specialist is. But they were able to do surgery number five closer to home in Philadelphia, which was made things a little easier. So that took place on September 17th. The surgeons basically took out everything that looked infected. All the skin, soft tissue, muscle, down to the ribs in a section the size of a dinner plate, extending from her shoulder blade to the front of the armpit and down about six inches. This included removing the tip of the scapula, the shoulder blade, and the periosteum, which is the covering that nourishes the bone, um, on a number of her ribs. So as you can imagine, the resulting deep wound was very painful. Um, They packed it with an iodine dressing to further kill germs. And then over the next couple of weeks, they changed her dressing daily and took her back to the OR every two to three days to remove any additional infected tissue. So they would take her back to the OR, wash things out, and cut out any little bits that looked infected still. Once things looked clean and infection-free, they put a different kind of dressing on called a wound vac that is changed three times a week instead of every day. She has now been discharged after about three weeks in the hospital, and she will be at home with the wound vac over that open wound. So they'll leave it like that for another few weeks minimum, possibly longer. And then once they're satisfied that no other infection's popping up, they will do skin grafts to cover that area. And I guess if, the, if there's any additional infection, um, it's the same process for removing it. But to be honest, I'm not really sure. So I won't go into too many more details. This has probably already been too many medical details for some people. Um, But there are lots of details regarding her pain management and potential issues like if her ribs, which were exposed by the surgery, if they die and they need to be removed, um, which we've been fervently praying (laughs) will not have to happen, but we'll see. But the gist of it is that she has a big open wound on her back. It looks like it's healing well, but it's going to be a long process still. It's very painful. And so that also will be part of the process. Even once she has skin grafts, then there will be the skin graft sites healing. She will, once she's well enough, have to wean off of pain medication and all of that. So I'm sure that, like I said, lots of you have gone through similar things. You can imagine, you know what it's like, um, just kind of a long wearing process. So what does this have to do with God and seeing God? So first of all, I guess one thing is that this is this is what's happening in my mom's life. She's a, a big part of this podcast and that's what's been going on with her. The other thing is, I'm I, so I'm not going to try to give some big sermon on God and suffering or anything like that because, first of all, I'm not qualified, and second of all, I can't think that far <laughs> on this topic. But I will give some thoughts just on how God is looking to me right now due to my current experience. So I just want to preface this first by saying that I'm not coming at this from a place of being like, oh, I feel super close to God and we're just like in constant communion (laughs) with each other. Um, When things get hard, I tend to try to avoid thinking about the hard things. And um, part of that is that I just kind of try to avoid talking to God about it too, which obviously is not a good coping mechanism, but it is one of the ones that I tend to fall into. So 
God has been really steady, but I have felt like I am slogging through to remember that it's good to talk to him and good to read about him and good to do those things regularly. So anyway, that's where I'm coming from as I say these things that I'm about to say about God. At first, and when there has been any new setback, I really have just wanted to not think about my mom's experience. I have engaged with it when I needed to, but honestly, it was really painful and anxiety-provoking for me, and I just focused in on my day-to-day stuff. It's been several months of this, and it's hard to watch. But then I actually had this moment where I actually thought about this podcast, and I thought, you have a podcast where you tell other people's stories about what God is doing, but you don't even want to watch what he's doing right in front of you. And that was convicting for me. Um, It felt like a movie that has a really awful scene in it. And you like the movie, but you really just can't bear to watch that scene. I felt like I was covering my eyes during the scene. Now, I'm not saying that we need to fully engage in every painful situation. Sometimes it is a healthier option to step back and remove ourselves from painful or difficult things when, when we know that we're not going to be sufficiently resilient in those areas. What I'm saying is that in my case, I was having a really hard time believing that God was good enough for me to actually watch him at work. I could believe that it would turn out good in the end, but I couldn't believe that it was good right now. So this inability to watch what God was doing made me realize that I have had a smaller view of God than I think I could have. And hopefully over the course of my life, I will realize that again and again. But over the past few years, I have been gradually coming to accept that God could do some things that look really awful to me and that he is allowed to do that, that God has the right to do what he wants. I am too small and unholy to have any grounds for an accusation of God. I really love the book Till We Have Faces. It's written by C.S. Lewis. And I guess this is a little bit of a spoiler, but I don't think anybody's going to be too upset about me spoiling this book for them. But anyway, as a brief overview, there is a very bitter woman in it. It's a retelling of the story of the myth of Cupid and Psyche. There's a very bitter woman in it who brings an accusation against the gods, and she's pretty justified, but she realizes when she actually comes face to face with the gods that she can't argue with them. She's just too small, and she's she's nothing compared to them. And that was the view of God that I was growing into that, to some degree, I think is correct, actually. In the Bible, Job, who is described as a righteous man— feels very strongly and correctly that his suffering is undeserved, and he demands an answer from God. And God does answer him at the end of the book, in the last few chapters of the book of Job, but his answer is a description of how small man is compared to God, and basically how unqualified Job is to judge what God is doing. Now, if you feel like that's theologically incorrect— please feel free to take issue with my interpretation of that and let me know. But that's kind of where I've been, more and more aware of my own lack of qualifications to make any judgment on God's actions and pretty willing to say, okay, God, you are allowed to do whatever you want and I'm I'm okay with that. What I have been challenged to do lately 
is to see a little bit more. So basically, while that is true, there's more about God that's relevant to me. So yes, God can do whatever he wants. He made the world. He made us. And really, he can bring us to life and kill us as he pleases and then (laughs) bring us back to life if he wants to. But the Bible and my own experience and other people's experiences are telling me a bigger story than that. God is actually good. He doesn't always look good to me. And I have been getting confused and thinking that I would sort of never see his goodness, that it would always be on some higher plane and maybe I would understand it when I die, but probably not sooner. Interestingly, in the midst of watching my mom endure lots of pain, I've felt God challenging me to expect more good from him and to hope. If I were interviewing myself at this point, I would ask uh, if there were any specific instances or specific ways that I felt God challenging me. So one that comes to mind is that I sometimes ask God to wake me up in the morning because I want to get up and spend time with him before the kids are awake, but I don't want to set an alarm that sometimes I don't, I want to be very careful not to bother my husband or wake up the kids with the alarm, which would really defeat the purpose. So I have just sometimes asked God to wake me up. And I have this feeling when I ask him that he is going to wake me up really early and expect me to like get up super early and pray for an hour like Jesus did. Obviously, I think Jesus probably prayed for more than an hour. But anyway, an hour is kind of the max that I can imagine. So yeah, I I just have this view of God that he's going to do that. And what he has been doing, he has actually been waking me up in the morning when I ask him to. But he's been waking me up just like half an hour before the kids wake up. And our kids don't wake up at a consistent time. So God's been waking me up like half an hour before the kids wake up, which is giving me just enough time to spend some time reading the Bible and praying before I have to do other things. So I expected God in those situations to be really demanding. And and instead, He has been giving me as much sleep time as possible. So it's just like a really little example, but that's one of those moments that has been challenging me. And then um, another thing with my mom— We have been praying lots of things for her, but one sort of recurring request has been for dressing changes because those have been really painful. They're getting less painful, but especially initially were extremely painful. And there have been lots of gentle kindnesses as we have prayed for my mom. There have been nurses who actually sat with her and held her hand during those dressing changes, extra pain meds to make it bearable. Um, sometimes uh, on a particularly hard day, they actually just skip the dressing change, um, surprisingly. And so I have just been seeing God be really gentle and merciful within the constraints of this illness that he is allowing. So I guess it gets a little weird because yes, he's still letting my mom be sick and my dad is still her primary caregiver. COVID's still happening, so nobody else can really help. And that's really hard for both of them. It doesn't really look like a good thing. But the fact that I have been seeing these little mercies in each day has been renewing my faith that not only is God allowed to do these big bad things and then he's he's justified in doing them, but that those 
big bad things don't negate his goodness and that we can still like God and enjoy God in the midst of them. I can still believe that God is gentle and that he's caring. I can still hope in him and I will not be disappointed. I'm not going to look stupid in the end. Isaiah 49:23 says those who trust in God will never be put to shame. And what it basically means is that they're going to see their trust justified. They're going to see what they trust in come through. Um, another aspect of this time with God has been prayer. As I've said, talking to God has been a little bit hard because for one, I avoid him. But then when I do actually talk to him, I've had a really hard time asking for things. And that's kind of a large part, I feel like right now of our Christian culture of prayer is, is asking God for things. And I've had a hard time doing that because I haven't felt like I ha even have any idea of what would be good. And I also have this sense of me being so, so small. Um, but the Bible talks about prayer in a number of places. In one of them, Jesus is teaching and he talks about prayer and he says in Matthew 7, which of you, if your child asked you for bread, would give them a stone? Or if he asked for a fish, would give him a snake? If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Now, I've had this mindset that I can't really expect anything of God when I ask him for things, that he's just so far beyond me. But this verse here describes God as our Father who knows how to give good gifts and will give good things to those who ask Him. So if I, how this plays out is that I feel so much more free to ask God for things that I think are good. I don't feel so much of a pressure to know ahead of time if they're good or not. I can just think something's going to be good, like my mom being able to sleep at night. I can ask him for that. And I don't have to have some big discussion in my head of like, is that actually the best thing for her right now? Or, you know, what is God doing in this situation? I can just ask him for something that I think is good and he will give me good things in response to that request. It might not be what I asked for, but if I don't see what I asked for, then I can know for sure that that was good because God gives good things and I asked him for something I thought was good. There's... One other aspect of God that really comes to mind for me a lot when things are hard or when I see someone else going through something hard, and it is from Psalm 22, and the way that I have it memorized is that he does not despise the affliction of the afflicted. Um, another version says, he has not ignored or belittled the suffering of the needy. He has not turned his back on them, but has listened to their cries for help. And that's really how I've been seeing God during this time. I have been expecting a God who has unattainable expectations for his people, which is in one sense true. But what I have been seeing is a God who sees people suffering, who sees our humanity and doesn't just see it, but takes it seriously and listens and um, gives us new mercies every day. And, and new like tangible mercies, not just these like super spiritual mercies, which are also mercies and are really valuable, but but all kinds of mercies. So all that to say, 
What I have been seeing God do lately is that he is in charge and my mom is really sick. So that's one thing. Um, but in that he is near, he's not harsh. Um, he doesn't look down on me when I'm having a hard time with it. He doesn't judge me for avoiding him. Um, he's gentle and he gives me rest. He gives my mom rest. I know that he is doing the same for my sisters and my dad. And he is as gentle as possible within the constraints of whatever it is that he is accomplishing with this illness and these surgeries. So I am cautiously expecting more good of him than I was a few months ago. Now, obviously, my mom, I'm sure, has much better thoughts um, on all of these things. But um, yeah, hopefully we'll get to hear those when she's better. So anyway, that is the update and my observations on how my perspective on God has been shifting. Just want to say again, um, please feel free to comment or get in touch uh, via social media or email. I would welcome your thoughts, whether you have had some kind of similar experience or whether you see something completely different, whether you, you think that my perspective on God right now is off um, or whatever it may be. If you have a story of your own to share, feel free to get in touch. Um, you'll hear in just a, just a minute how to get in touch with us. Next episode, we will be back to actually interviewing somebody else, <laughs> which will be a relief, I think, to everybody. Um, and we'll get to hear about some more exciting stuff that God is doing. So see you guys next time. Psalm 107 verse 43 says about stories like this, those who are wise will take all this to heart. They will see in our history, the faithful love of the Lord. If you have a story you'd like to share, or you know of someone who does, please go to our website at www.seeinggodpodcast.wordpress.com and click on submit a story. God is doing things all over in all of his people. And we want to know about as many stories as possible. So please do go to the website and submit a story. Also, we would love to hear your thoughts on this episode or the podcast in general. You can tweet us at God Seeing or comment on our Instagram or Facebook pages at Seeing God Podcast. You can also email us at seeinggodpodcast at gmail.com. This episode was produced in the studios at Lancaster Bible College. I'm Emma Moore. Our interviewer is Jan Gebert. Our engineer is George Haynes. And our show music is Siberia by Dmitry Lukyanov. Thanks for listening to this episode of Seeing God. Seeing God.